1: Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steal. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See
2: participating retailer for details.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
1: From the king of sports books, comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Pappas and Olivia Harlan Decker.
0: Welcome to Unleashed from BetMGM, the king of sports books. You know, weird stuff is happening in college football and the NFL. Heck, even in tennis, the Joker got upset. That was crazy. Lot to get to in this episode, but Giannis, has your sugar hangover weared off from our uh, nice daiquiri day in Vegas?
1: It was just nice to feel twenty-two again. <laughs> we drank uh, diabetes level alcohol. It was that's what it was called. We just said, "Give us two diabetes shooters."
0: <laughs> it was fun though, no, I, I was glad we could finally hang out we We took Vegas by storm, some would say
1: yeah it was uh it was nice to finally meet in person, which was uh interesting you're you're a tall you're a tall drink of water. <laughs>
0: I was just going to say, that's one of those times you say, you don't look anything like you do online.
1: (laughs) No, you do. You know, I just feel like the heels you were in, like, two-inch heels, I felt that was, like, a little unnecessary because you're already (laughs) tall enough. And if we, when we do our next live event, I just, I'm going to have to wear pumps. I'm going to have to wear Sylvester Stallone heels in order (laughs) to still feel like a guy around you.
0: Well, because it was so much fun and we said it on your Instagram story, can we have one more... Time of yelling our favorite thing to say here in Vegas? Yeah, sure. Okay. One, two, three. Vegas, (laughs) baby. Yes. Oh,
1: I thought you meant yes, but that sounded good. They'll sync that up nice.
0: (laughs) That actually sounded like a pack of hyenas who would be here like on a bachelorette party. So that wasn't bad.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) And good animal analogy because it's a matriarchy.
0: And I'll tell you, as we got closer to Monday, as Raider fans started really pouring in, I mean, it just got electric in Vegas. It is so much fun to go there. I am glad to be home, but overall, great weekend. You know who didn't have as good of a weekend as us? Uh, The Giants. Yeah, and the Packers, but no. Luke Nowacki. He is our bad beat of the week.
3: Bad beat of the week.
0: He placed an alternate bet on the Browns at Chiefs Sunday. I would have taken this too. My man put two grand on it. The line was five and a half, but he did four and a half. He brought it down. I would have thought that's so safe. I put money on five and a half. So it would have hit if the Chiefs had kicked an extra point. Instead, they went for two. They were unsuccessful and they win by four. His payout would have been 1150 Instead, he lost two grand.
1: Oh, that's so close yet so far. But you know, I would be encouraged by that and be like, you know, because with with luck, it, it means he's got a big one coming.
0: Yeah, I I would love to catch up with our man Luke and see if he put any money on the Raiders Ravens game. Maybe he was a little bit more successful, but he already is asking for Andy Reid to reimburse him. I don't know if that's (laughs) going to happen, but BetMGM will because he's our bad beat of the week winner. So BetMGM gives him one hundred dollars in credit to use on his next bet. So it's a small consolation prize after he lost two grand.
1: Yeah, but you know what? He may turn that into something. So there you go. It could all be for a reason good luck to you sir
0: i saw another bet mgm customer put 500 bucks on a 10 game soccer parlay and they won 50000
1: 10 i mean <laughs> how do you know that much about soccer i didn't even no know one 10 does. soccer yeah what the what the uh, was that american soccer or venezuelan
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was solely venezuelan uh, intramural league
1: Yeah. Well, the only time I've ever done a parlay on soccer was for girls middle school. And I was told that's illegal. You can't bet on girls middle school.
0: Yeah. Did they kick you out after? And you already can't go within a couple feet of a playground anyways. I'm surprised you got that close.
1: I know. Well, I got that close. And then, uh, yeah, I was escorted (laughs) off.
0: (laughs) You know, you loosen me up a lot, Giannis, in general. Like I, I say things I never thought I would say on the air. But you know who is loose with us? Um. Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> no, our producer, Maddie, he, he keeps it pretty straight. He keeps oh, us you in talk- line.
1: Oh, you're I- talking about our man, our new best friend, Steven Jackson.
0: Yes. Our new best friend, Steven Jackson. He's the interview that plays in just a little bit. He met us at the Mandalay Bay Beach and we did our interview poolside, more or less. And oh my gosh, was it fun? You two were wild.
1: Yeah, um, we got some really fun scoops. He was very candid with us. You know, he's retired from the NFL, so he doesn't have to worry about, you know, uh, Goodell (laughs) breathing down his back. And he was very honest looking back in retrospect, especially about his relationship with Marshall Falk, which was very interesting.
0: I'm really glad you asked him that question. That was really good. He also talked about conference realignment in college football. He went to Oregon State and he now serves on the board for the athletic department. So they're in the Pac-12, obviously as we've talked about on the show, trying to figure out the next direction for the conferences that aren't getting as much love right now as the SEC. So that's a really interesting conversation that's coming up. But for those of you who don't know, Steven Jackson, he's top 20 in NFL history rushing yards. He's the Rams all-time leading rusher and he's a very proud Vegas native. We talked all about that. He was incredible. You guys are going to like this. Some of y'all probably saw it on Twitter live. Did you end up seeing that, Giannis?
1: I did see it and it was just as fun watching it as it was doing it. I mean, he was absolutely so much fun.
0: Yep. So that's coming up. And then at the end of the show, as always, we have betting expert, Peter Andrew joining us to help navigate week two. make sure you're taking notes. Remember last week we started punishment picks. Yanni and I pick a winner on three games that Peter picks all NFL. Whoever comes out on top gets to write the outro for the loser to read. I'm already blushing at what your sick brain came up for me this week because your Steelers won because you just were so confident in Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. I feel fooled.
1: That's what made the difference. Hey, listen, it's always age over beauty. Remember that.
0: I will. That's why I always let you go first.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of age before beauty, Giannis, I'm going to let you go first on this one. It's a new segment we have that is our namesake of the show, Unleashed. Every week, you and I are just going to unleash on what we want to talk about that happened that week. And we both have a topic and I think it's really good for context. I want to play back this tape. Uh, it's a reporter in Georgia. She's at the Georgia Clemson game doing a post game report in the concourse as fans are filing out. Let's go ahead and play your tape and then let's both unleash. Hello. Please don't touch me.
1: It's time to unleash. Yeah, I don't know how you watch that clip and blame her. You know, those are drunk fans. I think they should make alcohol illegal at the stadium and it should only be marijuana. That would change the vibe quite a bit. Then we have Matt Walsh, who's a big Twitter personality, who tweeted that there should be no more female reporters uh, in football, which really pissed me off because my co-host is a female reporter and I got your back. I mean, how horrible a take is that? We don't want less women watching football. We want more. That's the dream. And why? Why should a woman not be allowed to report on football? What's your reason? He has no good reason. It's the dream for you and your girl to watch football together its relationship goals.
0: (laughs) Well, look, I dug into this a little bit. And so the reporter's name's Lindsay Goff. She's 28. She's my age. She is a very accomplished reporter. She's the sports director at her station, by the way. So they send her from Savannah, Georgia to go cover this game in Charlotte. She has no cameraman, no audio tech, no light, no anything. It's a one man band. I've done that before in local news. It is brutal, but I did it in Green Bay, Wisconsin, covering things like cheese festivals. So I didn't have to deal with like drunken people bothering me. But when I was working for the Atlanta Hawks, I would do post game reports with security, two camera guys, lighting guy, you know, a full staff around me, more or less, who are my friends. We work together all season and they truly are like boxing out drunk 50 year old men trying to, all they're trying to do really is get in the shot and it's so stupid and i don't understand this as someone who works in tv why they think that's appealing, funny, good, whatever. That being said, the reason she's doing that live hit in the concourse is to capture the fan excitement. In Vegas last weekend, i did a lot of reports on the sportsbook floor. A lot of people drinking, having fun, excited about the game. That's why we did it there. That's why we're not in a studio. But that being said, i've always had this feeling like whatever these men's job are, (laughs) if they're teachers, if they're businessmen, if they're accountants, bankers, I don't know what they all do. But can you imagine someone drunkenly getting in their face, touching them, being so obnoxious while they're at a critical point of their workday? Like they're giving a big presentation and someone just like, hey, they're getting all in their face. That drives me crazy. And It's double-edged sword. There's on one hand, you can say you're taking it too far. What did you expect? It's the end of a game, end of a great game. You know, that's what it is. But in general, no one should put their hands on each other. No one should put their hands on a woman. Um, They were touching her camera. They were touching her. It was so inappropriate. But the Matt Walsh aspect of it is asinine. And I truly don't believe he feels that way. I think he's trying to get clicks. So I kind of roll my eyes at that one.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. And if it was a guy reported, the same thing would have happened. So I have I no agree. idea that she was a woman had anything to do with it, except that he wanted clicks because he's a troll. And uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And just one more thing with men questioning women's place in sports. I would always feel this way. Like, do you know how many games I've been on a sideline at? How many practices, closed media practices I've been at? I've been at Packer training camp since I was biting ankles. I've grown up in this sport. And that's just me. Every person in this industry who's accomplished anything has a story similar. Everyone has a, a background, a resume, and it doesn't matter your gender. So if anyone's questioning women in sports, it's like, bro, I know you, you know, went to Texas and you're a big Texas fan and you went every home game when you were in college. And that's wonderful. Like, <laughs> You don't know sports the way people who cover it do. That's all I'll say on that.
1: Yeah, and I'll just say, listen, Matt, I think the NFL and college knows a little bit better than you what guys want to look at, and I mean, not to not to be too superficial, but I'll just be honest, I'd rather look at you than Janine Garofalo, <laughs> that's a throwback to another episode, than Goose, than the Goose, <laughs> so it's like, oh. there's nothing hotter than a woman who knows football, those are two of guys' favorite things, so stop trying to eliminate it.
0: But Giannis, also, you're not helping my case because my case is that it's not about looks. But also, here's the thing that makes it even harder for a woman to be in sports is before I go live on air, as I'm trying to get my thoughts set, make sure all my numbers are checked, still looking over my shoulder to see if a player is going to run on the field, still try to figure out everything. I also have to make sure my lip gloss is touched up and I don't have flyaway hairs and I am powdered up. It's because if I'm not, if I don't look good on TV, you better believe that's the only thing my Twitter timeline's going to say. Yeah. So, you know, here I am. Boy, I really am going to unleash on this first one. But go it's for just, it, girl. It's exhausting. It's like the thing where they say uh Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards and in heels. True.
1: It's true. But also <laughs> it works the other way, too. I, when I say looks, it's not just women. I mean, let's be honest. Sam Cassell is never going to be a reporter a, you know, he's never going to be on air talent uh, calling basketball games. There's a reason why Joe Buck's on there. He's got a cute face. There's a reason why <laughs> Kevin Harlan, he's a, he's my favorite announcer. He's a great announcer, but he's also a cute kid. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be on air, there's a certain thing you got to have a face for. Some people have a face for for TV and some people got a voice for radio. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, there's a reason why I'm part. on here.
1: I'm, I'm I'm handsome. If I wasn't handsome, they wouldn't handsome. have. Picked
0: that. Yeah. 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 In, in fact, when we were looking for co-hosts, I said, I don't know, just get me a good face.
1: That's it. That's what you're <laughs> in fact. That was the only requirement. And I, you know, for a while I felt objectified, but then I said, you know what? She's got good taste. She's going for the closest thing to John yeah. Stamos she can find yeah. by, by closest. I mean, far.
0: Were you really concerned when we set you a bed MGM bikini to wear during taping?
1: I was concerned. I was concerned about that. Yeah, that was, uh that was, yeah, that I had to call, contact my lawyer and say, I will not do that because okay, that is not okay. good luck.
0: You yeah. mean you will not do that without a spray tan?
1: I will not do that without a spray tan. Exactly. That was the problem. <laughs> the problem was I'm too pale right now. <laughs>
0: okay well that felt really good to unleash on that thank you very much for indulging me on us hey let's get to our interview with steven jackson he was incredible he's your new best friend rams all-time leading rusher it was last weekend in vegas we had too much fun let's roll it back Okay, well this is such a treat. We are live in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay pool joined by Steven Jackson. He's the 18th all-time in NFL rushing yards, Rams all-time leading rusher, three-time Pro Bowl selection, Eight straight seasons with over a thousand rushing yards, a part of the 10,000 yards rushing club, yada, yada, yada. You're also funny and got a great personality. We've met you for 10 minutes and we're already in love. Steven, thanks for joining us. Thank
1: you. How you guys doing?
3: We're
0: good. The,
1: heat, the heat's not getting to you guys, is it? heat is getting to me right now. I'm sweating so bad. I'm going to sit like this so you can't see the sweat stains.
0: I don't think that's all that's getting to you us. He had a large daiquiri before this. You made
1: me have a daiquiri. <laughs> yeah. I just had a uh, spring break Cancun daiquiri. So. Yeah. Yeah. But well, you're used to probably meeting drunk people because they come to Vegas. Yeah,
3: but yeah. when you say spring break and it's fall, it's kind of off-putting, but I mm. knew that. you that. Okay. Is it fall
0: yet? Is it technically, I think it's still summer.
3: Technically, so we both have to take a shot. <laughs> we both have to
2: take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: we came unprepared. Patrol, <laughs> 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 no, Stephen, we were just asking you about that. When you live here, it must be annoying people coming in all the time, trying to hit you up, go on the strip. What's it like living in Las Vegas?
3: You know, my first, like, one... One, two years in the NFL, I wanted to be the greatest host. Yeah. yeah. The veterans come in town. I want to show them everything. Then, you know, then like year two, year three. You learn to kind of start fibbing. Like, no, I'm not in town, right? <laughs> and then about year four or five, you just flat out lie. You're like, no, I'm in like, like,
0: yeah.
1: LA. <laughs> close enough to get back if they see you. Like,
3: you know, like,
0: yeah. like no,
1: I'm not here. Yeah. You got to make sure not to post on social media when you lie like that. Because they can look at your stories and be like, ah, he's in town. Right. Yeah. So
3: 2004, Twitter was brand new. No, like, no video. No, yeah, so we're good. So oh, you don't yeah. have to worry
1: about that. Yeah. Uh, you are actually credited as being the guy who made the NFL start paying attention to las vegas for football players because you don't think of football players when you think of las vegas because of the heat like how do you play that game in this heat without like needing water attached to your body Mm. it's hot the commitment
3: yeah it has to be there like for one it has to be there two um june july august summer training has to happen like 5 a.m or like after sunset it's no like 1 p.m. We're going to work out. Like no, that doesn't mm. happen here, right? So I would say prioritizing your time. I was a I was a film study like nut. Like so, I would go watch film all day in the AC, right? Yeah. Um, but then afternoon, uh, I mean, like sunset wise, after go work out. Yeah, I'm on the field. I'm just there. I'm working out. And the thing about it is, um, the game of football it's challenging a lot of people don't know quite the how to measure the talent you're going up against but if you see a guy's passionate heart I mean you got to take a shot on that right at least yeah. right and I think that's what happened for me people saw how committed I was to the game and then it just took off from there
1: yeah do you think if you go if a person lives in Vegas and then they go to hell do you think <laughs> do you think they're just going hey this ain't that bad
3: <laughs> no, so funny. So funny said that. So I just I was smoking a cigar with my wife the other night. I was on the balcony. Your wife smoke sticks. No, she oh, just kind of like takes in the smoke and hates it. But ask yeah. for a couple puffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what right, I do. Right, right. She doesn't uh-huh. me feel like
0: I don't want my hair to smell like yeah, it though.
3: His response: policy's not cashed in already. But <laughs> seriously, I was just smoking a cigar the other night on the balcony and like. Literally, I was watching the torch go up, and I was like, "Damn, I don't want to go to hell." So (laughs) it doesn't make it any better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because if I was from here, and I go to
1: hell, you know, I'd be like, "You know what? This ain't so bad, dude. What is this? One oh six? That's like that's like August in Vegas. Oh my god,
0: what is is the best month here?" May. Okay. Or even
1: late September.
0: Okay. Right,
3: right. Late September. Not right now. Yeah. August still hanging on. <laughs>
0: Oof, good Lord. Okay. So that is true. What Yana said that you did put the Vegas area on the map for scouters at the college level too. You went to Oregon State yes. and we were just talking. It was the Pac 10 then. Now it's obviously the Pac 12. There's so much talk about realignment and what the other conferences are going to do with the departure of Texas and OU from the Big 12. And teams like like the Oregon's, the UCLA's, the USC's, and no offense, but like the big ticket names in the Pac-12 are trying to schedule games that can keep their ratings high from a television perspective. Giannis, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. I know you're on the board with Oregon State. What do you guys talk about that would be the best, most advantageous thing for the Pac-12 to stay as relevant as they can?
3: I think it's important. I, I just use my example, for instance, early 2000s. My primetime games are either like late night, yeah. East Coast was already asleep, or they're like Thursday, you know, trying to get like a pop game on a Thursday night. Yeah. And that just wasn't turning over. The eyeballs wasn't there. So I think it's really smart that the Pac-12 is going in the direction of trying to have an alliance with the Big Ten and the ACC. The conversation that we're having is is making sure that even the smaller schools in those conferences Still get the notoriety, right? So USC, UCLA, o- Ohio State, those schools, Clemson, those schools will get the attention. Yeah. Deservingly. But the smaller schools, Oregon State, Washington State, those kind of schools, it's important that you still get marquee matchups so you can recruit other kids like myself. For sure. You might get looked, uh, you might get picked over and not get recruited for whatever reason, but you can still go in those conferences and know that you have a big game on the, on the schedule. And if you win your division, you still have a big game at the end of the year.
0: Why is it important for you to still serve on the board? Why do college athletics still stay in your daily life now?
3: You know, I think with college athletics, I think it's it's, uh, honestly the athletes still care about the sport. For sure. I'm not going to say a professional don't, but it's a difference. So collegially, I want to see those young those young people be able to do what they love. And even if it runs out after four years, they maximize that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times as you get older and you progress through life, We as adults, we look back and like, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. So me being a board member, just making sure that those young people get to maximize whatever exposure they have then. And I have to look back like, damn, I wish.
0: That's really special because we talk to so many athletes on this show and of every sport. And I always usually ask that is even though you had all this professional success, I bet you didn't love playing on a team as much as you did in college. Is that true for you?
3: That, that is true. Yeah, that, it's I mean, all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean, end of the week, right? Yeah. It's like something about it. Like you're calling your friends. Like, yo, what are we doing tonight? Right. And right. a college town like Corvallis, Oregon, you can't duplicate that. And it allows you to grow up and mature, but you have the fun and be a youth. But at the same time, you have the privacy that most people don't have now. And it's just not there.
1: Yeah. But the good thing about the pros back then is you get the money. Yeah, that money comes in that check. Back then,
0: are you seeing in. the numbers now? <laughs>
1: uh, the numbers now are great, but I mean, I saw what his contract was—not bad. Yeah, Not this guy, bad. this guy
0: loves himself some Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I love
1: Wikipedia and see what the numbers are. What do you feel uh, about college players now finally being able to get a little, get get a bag of their own?
3: I love it. I, I, I'm an advocate for it. I just hope that the kids are smart enough yeah. to do a few things. Um, one, be disciplined in setting a day schedule. Right, you got to maximize mm. your opportunities. You got to still be committed to the school, get your education. Still got to be committed to the sport that you're in, because that's why we are paying attention. But lastly, when you get the bag, it's taking care of it and growing it. So it's like I, I, when I talk to young people and I explain to them, my uh, my theory on it is, it's coming in, your raw talent. How do you get better? You got to study film. You got to know the plays. You got to do all these things. So when you start getting the bag, you got to take care of the bag. So it's a responsibility with it. Yeah. So hopefully these young people are getting it. And the more they become, um, I think, uh, more in the market and where that making a dollar is harder than what it, re- it really is. The more they are actually, you know, valuing.
1: Right. Yeah. So you got to know what to do with the money, and at that age. The chances that you're gonna invest it. You gotta be taught to do that because I know if I got that money when I'm 17, 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going on a date. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not investing in uh, companies that have a huge upside. First two things
3: I'm doing. I'm going on a date, I'm I'm gonna fill up the tank.
0: You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Yeah, going straight to car dealership. Jeez. They won't need to. They'll get car car deals with these dealerships. I mean, the opportunities are endless. But then you see someone like Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin quarterback. He had a whole scheme, a logo. You would have thought he's Tom Brady. Horrible week one. So I think what it does is it teaches you, okay, you want all this. Best players. Only the top tier guys are going to get money.
3: I have a story. Uh, I don't know how long we have. We got all the time. I, yeah, all the time I, I, you I have want. a story about that. So my freshman, no, my sophomore year in college, I tried to do a party promotion thing. Right? Okay. Bought out a ballroom, $1,200. Me and a roommate, we split it, 600 bucks. But our rent was $600 a month. So... Splitting that $300, I normally split that $300 and have to, you know, stretch it over the month. Go all in on a party, first business venture, our game gets flexed. This Mm. is what TBS Sports is trying to do, college football. Yep, yep. So our game goes from 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock kickoff to a 7 p.m. kickoff. The ballroom's not flexible, and we (laughs) lose.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd say, yeah,
3: I'm depending on my legs.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, but I gosh. mean, that's
3: again, that's growth, that's learning. Yeah. So these young people will have to take those L's and have to learn from those L's. As you, as you cited the West Coast quarterback, but at the same time, there's going to be some young people that it's inevitable their talent is going to take them to the next level. So I, w- I would prefer them to make their mistakes now before they get that big bag. Yeah. And then you screw it. And then we're on 30 for 30.
0: Yeah. Now you got your big bag or your first bag, I guess. <laughs> Where's my money? 2004, drafted 24th overall by the Rams, the first running back off the board, which is crazy. That was the 24th pick, the first running back off the board and such a great draft class, obviously. You were just telling us, you go to the Rams, you go to St. Louis, and who do you see in the weight room who you thought was gonna be QB1? Yeah,
3: yeah so um, you, so for people that don't know, when the first round there particularly gets flown out, then like next minute, you're selected. So I get to St. Louis, the next day, we're getting ready to do a huge press conference. Kurt Warner's on the treadmill. I'm like, holy crap, And you know, obviously you know who that is. Go shake his hand. He's on the treadmill, he's like he's walking, right? I'm shaking his hand kind of thing. I'm like, yo, I can't wait to practice, blah, 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 fanboy kind of thing. And he's like, well, I just got word that I'm going to New York. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Uh, just got traded. He's going to you know, be the mentor and backup Eli Manning, the first pick in that draft. So I'm like, whoa. So this thing in the NFL is a true business, right? Uh, so like the guy, you think your teammates, not your teammate? I have a huge learning curve. So yeah, like, yeah, that's
1: where you learn it's a business. Yeah. You yeah. came in, obviously, behind Marshall Falk. Uh, but he was towards the end of his career. That year you didn't play, he played. Did he mentor you the way old quarterbacks mentor young quarterbacks? Or was it more competitive?
3: Well, I mean, it depends on the quarterback, yeah. right? Is it you talking about Brett Farr, Aaron Rodgers? Or you, I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? Was <laughs> <laughs> Mark Falk nice to you? That's my question. <laughs> Did he take you? I, I, as a man, I appreciate, you know, pointy. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the directness. <laughs> Just be direct. Was he nice to you? Um, no. to start. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, he was very nice. Mm-hmm. When you see the talent, that makes anybody back up. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right, right? Right. So let's just say there's the intern he's looking to be on air behind you. You're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, kid. Yeah. Right. So like, obviously, I hit him with a baton. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, to answer the question, it started off great. Yeah. My talent started to flourish. There was a, there was some riff Obviously he's a he's a Hall of Famer and I was on the rise. So there was friction. What I what we have learned in maturity and growth is um
1: we're all great. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you were a physical running back. Yeah. You were like you were a dude who like defenders I'm sure at times were like, I wanna tackle him, but I also wanna stay in this game. Yeah. Do you think you deserved a nickname? I mean, you were kind of beast mode before beast mode. That was kind of your style. I shied away from that. You didn't want to be one
3: I did not want the beast mode, Mark. Um, right. And the reason being is because, damn, this interview is putting me in some, some close In road. your feels. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he starts crying, close-up. Well, <laughs> close-up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the cancer <laughs> sign. <laughs> yeah. Tell us everything. What
0: right.
1: happens in Vegas? Days
3: right, right, right.
0: in Vegas, in Vegas right. or it's on a podcast. Or, or,
3: or a podcast. So I would say this. I didn't want the nickname the Marquee of the Beasts just because I felt what I had to offer the sport intellectually, I was more than that. right? Hmm. right. Just is, to be honest with
0: you. Then you could have been the books. The books. I mean, I could have been the, the Beast from
3: X Men. I don't know. It's just too long. Too long to march. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know what it is? It's crazy. My dad. My dad played uh, college football. You know, smaller program at Ithaca University, New York Division Three. But he wanted to be a football coach. That was his first thing. F- you have to be smart to be a you football have player. To. That's like one of the stereotypes that's not true. Football players are probably the smartest athletes because you got to watch film, you got to read books, you got to know all these plays. It's like you have. That's why football players are always smart. I believe that, and then on top of that, you have to own up for the
3: the for the play, right? Either you make a play, or you don't. And what I've learned in retirement, accountability is not as like. It's not a benchmark as much as it is outside the NFL, right. Like, right? like as a captain, as a team player, you're like, "Yo, did you do your job?" And then like you get into the real world, like, "Did you do your job?" And it's Like, I had a late night last night." Like,
2: you know, like,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a fifty yeah. right.
2: fifty. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: You can't have a let. You can't do that when you have a teammates who you're accountable to. I mean, I mean you can, but, but everybody's a, not LT, right? LT, yeah. Well, if you don't know what he's talking about, LT used to. Have a lot of late nights and then come in. Allegedly, sorry, allegedly. (laughs) Hey, he said it. You did it. You're good. (laughs) Yeah. I heard stories. He used to just ask. Phil Sims, like where, who are we playing now oh like you didn't even know what city we were going like, to ball out. Ball, like the best uh, the best probably kids the don't best listen to
3: this whole like last 90 seconds No. Yeah. well now
0: that there's this team here do you feel like away <laughs> teams talent. here are gonna have to handle themselves differently or have certain rules in place but also in the NBA like there's jokes you know when a team comes to Atlanta you're not gonna get the best version of them because they're gonna have fun in Atlanta or well, whatever Atlanta. it is yeah yeah
2: it says a lot, I don't Vegas. know, but in
0: in the NFL you have curfew. We do. Yeah, NBA mm-hmm. you don't.
1: No, but
3: a hangover happened. Yeah. it's a
1: little Wait. longer than six hours. Yeah. We'll get, ask Giannis tomorrow. You give, your, you give your husband a curfew, probably though, right? You go, Sam, I want you in bed by ten p.m.
0: My husband plays in the NBA, that's yeah. why I asked. Oh. So yeah. we've we've been laughing about that though, because you know it'd be a home game wherever he played for the Clippers, so we'd be L.A. You know, you know when a team comes to LA, they're yeah. gonna have fun. They're gonna have fun. Yeah,
3: and shoot around like 2 p.m. Like, yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> so jealous. I get yeah. the wrong sport. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> what other sports were you good at?
3: So I played. I played basketball and I also ran track. Yeah. Um, probably realistically, basketball may have been an outlet. Yeah. Uh, football. I mean, track. I mean, they just always announced to me as like Lane Three, the football player, Stephen Jackson. Oh like, my was, gosh. I was like I
1: don't know It was like right a yeah. on the wall. Like get out of here, kid. So, <laughs> <laughs> you uh your name i knew you're gonna jackson. say that yeah absolutely that- <laughs> we gotta talk about it yeah. so there's two Steven jacksons when everyone you know when when i heard first we have Steven Steven jackson i was like is it the football player or the basketball player Steven jackson basketball player obviously uh was a part of the malice in the palace there's a great documentary out now Malice in the yeah. palace this is what i found interesting because i did a little research on you obviously i, I watched you play but you, there was a time uh there was a an incident where you scored a touchdown and a player threw a drink on you. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh used Raiders. Yeah, that's really- <laughs> Wow. Of course, Raiders, Raiders fans. Yeah. Can I curse? <laughs> fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, was there ever a moment that you wanted to do your own, like, you know, you wanted to like, what team had the most disrespectful fans that you were like, man, if I wouldn't get swig- fined, I would go in those yeah. stands and clean up. Wow. You average fucking <laughs> humans. Wow. Because the, I enjoyed the Malice in the Palace. I'm, just watching athletes go up there and fucking punch regular people in the face. <laughs> should happen more often. You would think it would. Yeah, you would think it would. There's you, no ropes. I know. Yeah. There's no ropes. Like, <laughs> There's no ropes. They get this. I mean, getting a drink thrown on you is disrespectful. I, I can't start, imagine. You, score a touchdown. you didn't even celebrate or anything. Yeah. The guy just
3: threw the drink on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was having a good day, so he just had enough. So, I mean, yeah, were having uh, a, a really good day, yeah. Yeah, he can, they couldn't stop me, so maybe he could. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, Who had the most to answer the question, yeah. yeah, I mean, great question. No one's ever asked that, like, in all huh? my years of being interviewed. Um, Please don't say that. Between Oakland and Philly, uh-huh. obviously, Yeah, right? Philly has this, like, welcoming they announced the, the starters of the game and they say, F you, right? Right. So, so I'm like, so starting running back. Steven Jackson, fuck you, like right? so you get it. Right. That was a nice welcoming. Okay. And then um, I guess another one on, I guess I, I didn't realize it would happen. Yeah. My era in St. Louis was bad. Really? So before I was able to upgrade my parents to a suite, they set in the normal stands. Oh, wow. So they heard it. Oh. They heard bad I've never
0: heard that about Rams fans.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, when you go three and 13, two uh, and 14, yeah. one and 15 in consecutive years. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, so I had a stretch where I won six games in three years. So it was some bad football being played. Right. And when you're that marquee guy, even if it's not your fault, it's still your fault. Right. So it got ugly, and I had to move. My parents to the
1: sweets. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost wish I could say like filling. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think? You think if they just made alcohol legal in football games and just made weed legal, it'd be a different vibe in there a little more?
0: You're saying for the players in the game? No, I'm
1: saying fans. If they just said, "Hey, you know what? You can't drink in here, but you can smoke as much weed as possible."
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Session that stands will go
0: through the roof. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'd just buy and yeah. I'd resell it. Hey, you might be onto something. <laughs> you know, because it would be different. If you have a uh, two and fourteen season. People would just be giggling and be like, "Hey, it's alright." Yeah, right. they be like, "He almost made a tackle." Right
0: <laughs> yeah, wow, fans be, that I, is I'm, something to think about. That is Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could Oregon. be the princess.
1: <laughs> yeah, so are you saying? Uh, St. Louis, number one, most disrespectful, Philly? No, or? I wouldn't say St. Louis is the most disrespectful. Yeah. It was my,
3: for my, my own personal experience. Yeah. That was rough to have your parents disrespect.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, okay. for as a like on the road opponent is between Oakland or Philly.
1: Oakland and Philly. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. That's expected. It is. Animals in Philly. Probably why I wasn't caught off guard, right? When it happened. uh, (laughs) Uh, We are in Oakland.
0: You were just talking about your parents coming to games, and I know your family's so important to you. You've brought them up a couple times since we've been here. That's so cool. Your dreadlocks that we picture you playing in, you had said that they had some significance towards your family. What was that uh, significance?
3: So I started growing my locks out in high school, and obviously I knew I was talented enough to go to an So at least, you know, college football. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take my family on a journey. Yeah. And bonding my hair, it was more like me taking them on this next ride. Yeah. And the ride continued to happen in the NFL, but that's actually why I started growing my hair. That's cool. It was the bond of, you know, me and us as a family being so close knit. I was the first of the family to go off to college. So it was like, I'm on my own journey. So let me bring you along significantly.
0: I like that story. Yeah. And your family now is everyone in Vegas now. And I know your son has a football game tonight. He's a yeah. freshman in high school. That's crazy. He is
3: a uh, wide receiver DB. No interest in playing running back. Yeah. And I'm not surprised, but, you know, uh, pretty big guy. So we were also talking about that. He's yeah. a freshman. He's already 5'10", 180. So I'm like. I don't know, wow. Keane. Wow. Some, somebody might want to re- put that linebacker soon, but
1: yeah.
0: But seriously, you said you didn't have him play football until now, his freshman yeah. year of high school. That's really rare, especially for the son of an NFL player. Why yeah. do you make that decision? Because now you see people having a different approach to youth sports.
3: Yeah, so on my, on my own uh, Instagram, I do a little series called Legends. I highlight different players that I respected growing up. And the more I start digging into my favorite players of the past, the more I realized that like Curtis Martin and Jerome Bettis, uh, Michael Strahan, some of these guys that played football until they were high schoolers. And like, they're not only did they play long careers, but they're Hall of Famers. So yeah, getting the reps at eight or nine years old didn't make sense. And I was that kid that did play since I was seven. Right? Yeah. So I had that experience and seeing the difference in um, the sport is more violent. Guys are bigger, stronger, faster. So I started, I said, hey, if there's a curve of learning the sport, yeah. I believe in myself and get them ready for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So you did it for safety reasons. I, did. Kind of. I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And ever, not burning ever, out.
1: T- burning out. Yeah. You, you don't want to burn, burn out right on,
0: on football early. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: You ever think about telling them to maybe just become
3: a kicker? No, I told them to you know, really pursue backup quarterback. <laughs> 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 They've got a good job. Sit on the sidelines yeah. and root. Yeah. Long man. career. Yeah. <laughs> Long careers. They do. Backup quarterbacks There are some backup quarterbacks like 15, 16 years. Some kids will never know their name. Yeah. They don't care. And they have a great life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They don't
0: get hurt. They collect their check. No. Good life. <laughs>
3: you know, scout team quarterback, yep. you know, yep. hand the ball off to the running back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of running backs this year, there are so many good ones. Derrick Henry seems to be the front runner to have another 2000 yard season, potentially break NFL rushing records with the 17th game. Now, is he the gold standard in the 2021 season or who's a running back? You maybe like more than him.
3: You know, as a big runner, as a big back and a runner, um, obviously people would assume there's an affinity there. And it is. Um, I love I love his game. I admire everything he's done. And even to see his build up, because early in his career, he didn't start off too hot. Mm -hmm. But progressively, he's gotten really hot. and He's probably is the best running back in the league. But I will be lying to you because I did come in under the greatest Sean Turf and under Mike Martz. I believe a running back should be able to do everything on the football field. Okay. Right, right. So me being a bigger guy coming in to, you know, relieve Marshall Fall, there was not like no catching out the backfield. Right. Yeah. Like You got to do it. So I have a tremendous respect for that craft and that ability to do so. So I love I love Henry. But you go like, but what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of a several running backs. Okay. So it's not just one. I love Dalvin Cook. I love Alvin Kamara. There's a number of guys that I enjoy their game. Who would I consider the best is hard. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just really hard on the position. and Obviously, yeah. I played it for so long. I believe in longevity. I believe in being consistent and all those things.
1: And being able to catch the ball. And then be able to. Catch I'm the reading ball. between the lines. Yeah, what you're yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, these guys can't catch the ball. <laughs>
3: How about to say fuck no, but no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I set the precedent
2: with the fox and, Don't. And what, like, can you
0: explain to the layman, like, why is that so hard at that position? Because it doesn't seem like a viewer and you know NFL fans yeah. they watch games like, oh, catch the ball. Yeah. Like, why is that hard?
3: I really think because the guy that's typically carrying the football is one, he has hands of stone, but he has really nifty feet, and he can get out of tight spaces. Mm. I get it. So like, that's what he's right. always thinking about. Right. emphasizing. Right. Your yeah. You're yeah. thinking down, you're thinking down, yeah. you're thinking just be elusive and you yep. get careless with the ball. Yep. So that's why it typically happens. Um, no excuse. Mm-hmm. Cause I've, I come from the era that that's everybody's paycheck, right? Yeah. All right, you fumble the ball. Now there's another possession for the other team. We're more than likely going to lose. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for fumblers. And I don't have a lot of sympathy for people that have, can't catch the ball. I'm not saying that again about Henry, what I'm saying is I have a respect for guys that could do everything.
0: Speaking yeah. of fumbles, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott saying, had I'm just
1: glad your son's not a running back because you'd be hard on him. Oh, I'm hard on him already. Yeah. He's a receiver. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? You, you like, can't like, catch the ball over like in bounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> then he'll be great when he becomes a running back by his senior year. Yeah, yeah catching out of nice. the backfield.
1: Inevitably you can become a running back. Yeah, it's possible, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you were to pick a team to join this year who you really like the quarterback and you like the offensive line. What's a team you'd want to insert yourself in right now?
3: I want to play for the Rams. I want to play, yeah? for, I want to play for McVay. I want to see what wow. my talents would do in his offense. I would like to see what SoFi Stadium is like yeah. um, from the ground level. And I just really believe in what they have built over the last couple of years. I, and crazy enough, I would like to compete against Aaron Donald in practice every day. What? Right? I'm that kind of competitor. Like, like That's what I enjoy. I think the two of us going against each other, especially when I was at the height of my career, I think we will only make each other better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was that what made you great was your competitiveness? Because obviously you got the talent, you got the toughness, you got the strength. But your first year in Oregon, not huge numbers. First year in the league, not great numbers. But then you just come out of nowhere. That's what it seems like. But it's competitiveness and putting in the work, right? It is. You know, anytime someone presents
3: a challenge or say I can't do anything, I'm all in on proving that person or that situation wrong. And I think for so long, you know, it worked out for me health-wise, but St. Louis, I mean, it wasn't good. I mean, just honest, God, true. But I didn't want to leave that because I just felt like I wanted to be around when the turn happened. I like that. Yeah. Loyalty. Yeah. yeah.
1: When are you getting in the Hall of Fame? Enough with the bullshit. When <laughs> You're a Hall of Fame candidate. Yep. When's it happening? And are you? you, you know you should be in the Hall of Fame, right? My mom said so. <laughs> My
3: mom told me I should, I should be a model. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
2: Gerber
1: said? <laughs> no, we got some crazy stats we were looking at yeah. earlier, right? Like there's only a couple of running backs. Uh, Ahead of
0: you who've gotten in the hall.
1: Who've gotten in the hall. And
0: you're 18th all-time rushing. So you're right there in that sweet spot. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I think uh,
3: there's an argument to be said. If you consider what I had to endure and you look at my numbers compared to who's in the hall, I think there's a hell of an argument for myself. But if you want to predicate it on like postseason, I don't have, I don't have, a, you know, a leg to stand on. But that's, te- that's a team game. That's a, the team at the well, time. Well, you know? got to tell the people that's voting that. And I'm they, just saying. They say that they yeah. know, but yeah. I mean, I mean uh, you know. Didn't you, you have a, <laughs>
0: a touchdown with the, with the Patriots in the playoff game? I did. Well... Post season, found one. AFC Championship, yeah.
1: You did play for Belichick. Um, there's room. Is he human? Did you ever see anyone plug him in
2: or charge him up?
1: You know what? I did not <laughs> see him. Um, the thing about
3: it, funny, funny. <laughs> you didn't answer. <laughs> funny about that.
2: <laughs> so one of my first
3: moments with Coach Belichick, playing for him, right, playing for him. It's like five, six a.m. in the morning, and um, I joined the team late in the season, so you got to get there. Person pressure kind of yeah. thing, right? And he's on the he's on a treadmill, watching film, taking notes. Like everything's uh, in one. And it's like, yo, this the head coach? It's like, fuck. So um, the standard is set by Coach Belichick. Um, excuse my mouth again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The standard is set by Coach Belichick. I think he is probably one of the smartest football geniuses in the game. Yeah. What, it, what he portrays and how he how he presents himself to the media is not who he is interesting he, what do you mean he's not that he's really a cool guy yeah. yeah you can have a drink with him I would love to hang out with him in Vegas how about that oh right so he's a if you can hang, yeah. if you can <laughs> hang
0: out with <laughs> that's a new level
1: <laughs> new heights right new
3: heights I love <laughs> yeah, just yeah. picturing
1: that right before he gets in front of the media he's fucking high-fiving guys like we're drinking then
0: he gets yeah. and he
1: just goes he gets certainly- yeah I yeah, know Yeah.
0: oh yeah, yeah. yeah. is then- Brady the same like is well now we're seen Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Brady, which is like everyone's new favorite version of him. But was he not what we originally thought, you think?
3: (laughs) He's absolutely not what people thought. Gosh, wow. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Again, I joined the team late, so I spent a lot of time with the head coach and the quarterback to get up to speed on the playbook. And it just so happened I was with two Hall of Famers, well, future Hall of Famers. And spending time with them, you realize that people hate them because of the success, but who they are. They're like really cool people.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That
3: makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean he let it he let his personality show now. Yeah. I think, well when he was throttling. having experience New England. Yeah. I don't think he had much I mean he came in oh. as a rookie, right?
3: Yeah. So you yeah. think that's just what the NFL is. Yeah. And then you get a fresher breath there because a lot of our time was spent about like how it was it in St. Louis? How it was it in Atlanta? Right. And I'm sharing this with a guy that you know we all consider the greatest. Right. So I'm telling him, like, yo, so this team, this is how it worked. This team, um, this is what we did. For him, he wouldn't know no better, right? Yeah. So for us to see, you know, Tampa Bay Tom, we're like, oh, this guy's cool. But that's who he really was.
1: Right. Yeah. So you're saying the culture of the Patriots yeah. was a Belichick, brainwash. Buttoned <laughs> it up. You know exactly. and then when he got florida's contagious it you is. play in florida you know you catch it yeah you just catch the florida
0: well it's like when you when a couple gets divorced and yeah. one is just like out dating and they're all they're rich and they look better than ever that's tom brady in tampa you bay th- you
1: think you think belichick's looking a little upset <laughs> because you know the thing was the big thing was like was it brady or was it belichick I think Tom just proved it's Tom. It's Tommy will, Terrific.
3: Well, if he would have signed Mitch you out of Jacksonville, I mm. think we would have known.
1: Everybody would have been on the wall.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought it was interesting that he went after Cam Newton, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So after being after some bad, I've had bad breakups. You tend to try to do the opposite. Yes. I think we witnessed that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Now they're going back to what got him <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> <on> <laughs> Well, speaking, just to finish up, on the Patriots, they play Miami. That's a huge game. Obviously, they play twice this season. You're a former Patriot, even if it was for a brief moment in time. What do you think of them this season as they are trying to get back to that great success?
3: I think that division comes down to Buffalo and New England. I think Buffalo gets the nod. I just think it's their time. You know, when you, when you rule a division for 20 years, everyone in that division wants to, you know, take you down yeah and again liken it to my time in St. Louis the greatest show on turf kicked everybody but so when I got there Seattle San Fran when they got hot even Arizona with Kurt they didn't take it easy on us so yeah. I think we're going to experience some time until the rookie quarterback gets his legs underneath them. New England's going to be a punching bag I think the AFC East is Buffalo okay. everyone's
1: going Buffalo yeah. um what do you think about Tampa Bay's chances of repeating bringing back all 22 starters um tom's still not eating any inflammatory food or drinking children's blood or whatever he does to (laughs) stay right i think um i think they win
3: the division right oh i think they did win the division i think yes impressive they went and returned 22 starters but the thing like football we all know injury plays a role Mm
2: -hmm. right
3: older team we don't know what Father Time says to that, so I don't have them going back and repeating. Yeah. I don't. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So you
0: don't like their depth? No. Okay. He you heard it here first, <laughs>
2: Antonio
1: Brown. There's a lot of guys. Out all their age. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Very interesting. How about your beloved ramps? I like you- it. Like I I, I, re- I will. Li- I want to see
3: what happens with the offense because if we, if we go too pass heavy and we're not balanced. I think we get out of what makes, you know, that offense great, right? You know, you get a quarterback, he's aging, he has the arm strength, you want to lean on that, but you have to remain disciplined. Yeah. So I want to see what we do with Saffron as a quarterback. I think if we get past, here we go, if we get past San Fran, I don't mm. think it's Seattle, I think it's San Fran. If we get past San Fran, I think the Rams have some noise to make. Interesting.
0: Okay, I know we keep saying last question, but <laughs> no, now I have a no, last question. It too much I don't have yet. anywhere to go. Okay. <laughs> you have a football game to go to. I mean, it's hot. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned San Francisco. They've got two quarterbacks that we've seen in the preseason that they may plan on using even on the same drive. Yeah. There's an old adage, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Right. Is that true from your perspective?
3: I do, and I think those two, I think it starts out that way in the first month. But the pressure of winning in the National Football League, ownership GM would make... A decision for the team. Uh-huh. That's my belief. I don't know that to be true. But I think there's too many veterans, there's too many people that the NFL career is only three years. Mm-hmm. So you trying to figure it out, coach, who you want as your trigger guy, don't work for all of us. Mm-hmm. So as a captain that I've been in several years, Captain GM, somebody had to say we need one guy to run behind. And I think that happens for them when it gets closer to playoff time, and that's what makes me
1: afraid of Safari. Interesting. Okay. All right, now the real question why we brought you here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we just wanted to get to the question. Soleil, sort of right? Oh,
2: really? <laughs> Yeah.
1: The real reason we brought you here is uh, what do you think about Kanye West's Donda album? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard it yet? I have. I have.
3: I like it, you. I haven't made it all the way through. It's a lot. It, it is a lot. It is a it is lot. lot. It's a
1: lot to take yeah. in. I didn't like the Donda for two minutes at the beginning.
3: Well, you know what that is? What is that?
0: It's... Now this is going to get dark. Yeah. It was his mom's heartbeat as she was dying.
1: You're
3: in no way. So, yeah, wow. that's that
0: done. <laughs> you know dun, what's dun. funny about okay, that? Okay, and on that note. No, but I mean, Kanye's,
1: I love Kanye. I, I do I, too. I love Kanye's music. Yep. I don't like Kanye being interviewed because I just can't understand what he's talking about. It's a about. shtick. I'm the opposite.
3: Yeah. I don't like being in the dark. So the the thing, yeah. I don't like. But yeah. him mm. being interviewed, I can hear what he's on his mind. Uh, I like appreciate it.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we can figure it out together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like different aspects of Kanye. Yeah. Okay. So
0: that was your last question, Giannis? Well, that was it? <laughs> was,
1: or Jay-Z or Nas? Which one? Jay. Jay. Okay. Jay. And, C- I love, quick. and I love
3: Nas. My yeah. last reel, I use a Nas song. So that shows you, I'm torn, but
1: Jay. Well, it didn't sound like you were torn because you said that quicker. I mean, well, there's I'm a loyal person. You loyal, okay? You loyal to the Rams. You are loyal, yeah. yeah. Little Jay.
0: Loyal to us now. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for letting us come to your hometown. It's incredible. Thank Anytime you, so much. you
1: guys are back, please. Uh,
0: did you tell that to everyone behind us at the pool as well that they can come to your place I'm for dinner? I'm not in town.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Jordan Stevens. So fun. Awesome. That was fun. <laughs> Thanks again to Steven Jackson for hanging out with us. Hope you guys had as much fun listening to that as we had recording it. I think it's pretty obvious we all got along famously. He was wonderful. Let's bring in our BetMGM betting expert, our good friend, who we wish had come to Vegas with us, Peter Andrew.
2: I'll be there next time. I'm sad I missed it, but I'm, I'm very jealous of your guys. Uh, big, goofy drinks you were drinking, the Steven Jackson. You got to do it all. Don't worry. Olivia was there so long. She got it in for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm no longer allowed in vegas
2: <laughs> you're, you're you've been there long enough that i don't think you're a kansas city or a sheboygan resident anymore i think you're actually a vegas guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was a lot of fun to watch these crazy nfl games from the sports book so much like crying cheering all this emotion in one it was my first time watching that firsthand it was very cool i was one of them too i lost some money
2: so, so did I, I got bailed out <laughs> from the late game, but, uh, but all in all, it was a crazy, I, I don't think we'd have it any other way. It was a crazy first week.
0: Absolutely crazy. A couple big treetop headlines. A lot of unders hit last week, which is where I lost my money and some Super Bowl favorites already went down week one, the Packers, the bills. That was crazy. The NFC West started four and O oh, and all year two quarterbacks, Herbert, Jalen Hurts Tua burrow. All won. So that was pretty cool to see. We saw some cool action from our rookies. Justin Fields got in there and scored. Trey Lance got in there and scored. But Mac Jones and his first start with the Patriots, they lost to the Dolphins. That was an upset. That was exciting. That was, uh, I didn't see that coming. Peter, start with that game. What do you see in Patriots-Dolphins?
2: Yeah, I, I think with Mac Jones, you saw a pretty good game. I just think the team just frankly isn't good enough. For what he was and coming in week one starter, uh, obviously after the Cam Newton news a couple weeks ago, I was pretty impressed by him. Dolphins have a really well rounded team. I think two is probably the one weak point, and that's the one that everybody has some concern on. But arguably, best corners in the league, they have a really strong defense. I think they have some weapons, so it was a shock. But but it was one of those toss up games that I just wasn't sure, and rightfully so, because I think he could have won either way.
1: How much do you guys think Cam Newton bet on the Dolphins?
2: Everybody, I saw probably 10 or 15 memes of people just, you know, pictures of Cam Newton laughing away either at that game, all the quarterbacks that went down like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, you, you got a little bit of a glimpse of Cam Newton in some memes, maybe playing for Washington. So, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be shocked.
0: Well, another one that I lost was on the Packers. Man, Giannis, I feel like we talked so much about this in last week's show. Uh, they won 38 to three to New Orleans. It was Rogers' worst career loss as a starter. Fewest points scored in week one since 2006. And the reason I'm bringing this up, Peter, is because I'm going to the Monday night football game where the Packers host the Lions, who had a backdoor cover. Where do I put my money on this one?
2: Oh my gosh. The Packers Saints game. I think you could look at both sides. Packers arguably played their worst game I've seen since the NFC Championship against the Niners a couple of years ago. But certainly, to your point, regular season, I've not seen Aaron Rodgers that off-sync. I mean, there was one kind of Hail Mary throw. I think he missed receiver about 10, 15 yards. That's just so unlike him. But at the same side, you know, James Winston played like an MVP caliber quarterback. Uh, the way that offense was running, even if Rodgers did put up, you know, three touchdowns, 20 seven to 30 points that offense was absolutely rolling They didn't have to do much in the fourth quarter. So I think he can take some stock into both sides. I'd be more interested to see what happens with Rogers coming off that bad loss. I think they bounce back. I think it's a blowout this week. Lions was a weird one. The Niners did everything they possibly could to make that game close. I mean, at one point I think it was a three or a three touchdown game or maybe even something like 24 points. So I wouldn't take too much stock in Lions. Coming back there and covering, I think it was more the Niners. Just let that one off the hook and got a little lazy.
1: Peter, let me ask you about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are we seeing a team that's going to keep that level of play up, or was it just a great game?
2: A little bit of both. Um, They looked great. I mean, Deontay Johnson, unbelievable catch in the end zone. I think Najee Harris is going to come into his own. Big Ben, you said it, uh, age before beauty, I think. He, you know, shed a couple pounds. He looks a bit nimble. I think they're a really good team. Bills probably didn't play their best football. Uh, Josh Allen didn't look particularly great, but that's not to take credit away from the Steelers. So I I like them moving into this. I I think Browns are probably still a favorite to win that division. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the Ravens and even the Bengals, which were an exciting team. But the Steelers are no joke. They still have a lot of good weapons on that team. And then you bring in someone like Najee Harris, who should and could be a top five, top seven kind of running back. I think they set themselves up for success.
0: Well, we already talked about the Monday night game, Lions at Packers. Let's talk about the game tonight, Thursday. Giants at the Washington football team. As long as their sewage piping remains intact, FedEx Field should be okay to host another game. Did you see that, Peter
2: and Giannis? I did. And that's, I think, indicative of what the game's going to be on Thursday. (laughs) I think the, uh, as we're recording right now, the under went from 42 to 41 already. I would take it now because I can see it going down to potentially 37, 38 points. Uh, Giants look really bad. I just, I I hate to say this because I'm rooting for Daniel Jones, but he just doesn't seem like he's the solution on that team. Uh, We'll see what happens as Saquon progresses through the year. I think they're just going to be a bit cautious with him, just given coming off that ACL injury. And then Washington, they have the weapons, but losing Fitzpatrick is a big deal. And, and we'll see what they end up doing with, um, with, with some of their backup quarterbacks. I don't know how it'll you know, potentially shake out, but it looks like Fitzpatrick's at least out for a couple of weeks. It was a hip injury.
1: Let me ask you this question real quick, just because I'm a Giant fan. What do you think about Joe Judge calling for an instant replay when he couldn't and losing a timeout? I mean, what is going on with the New York Giants? <laughs>
2: It's, it, to me, It's it, this sounds messed up, but it's just classic New York football. Giants and Jets just can't get out of their own way sometimes. And, yeah. and it's, it's a Jet move, but apparently that's been rubbing off onto the other side at MetLife. Yeah, I mean, can
1: your husband play on a football team so I can start rooting for them, Olivia?
2: <laughs>
0: you know, when he was at Wisconsin, Paul Chris tried to make him a tight end. Hey, Jimmy Graham.
2: Jimmy Graham was a basketball player at Miami, and uh, after averaging basically four points a year, they decided to make him a tight end. Look what happened.
0: Let's talk about college football for a second, because last weekend got pretty weird that had playoff implications as Oregon, upstate Ohio State, really back and forth in the fourth quarter. I was at the Aria Sportsbook during that, and that was very exciting. Uh, Ohio State's defense is just so vanilla. They look so flat and their national champ odds went down from five to one to eight to one. Still very much in the picture. Arkansas beats Big Bad Texas. Florida a and on the last play of the game, upset FSU. I think the biggest takeaways for me, the Pac-12 is horrible besides UCLA and LSU starting 2-0 and Oregon beating Ohio State. UCLA had a bye. They should beat Fresno State and Stanford these next two weeks. And they are a legit playoff contender. I can't believe I'm saying that. Michigan already matched their win total from last year going 2-0. and Harbaugh's fighting for his life in Ann Arbor. I mean, just, just a lot of crazy stuff. Notre Dame, who I like in the playoff, they barely snuck past Toledo, 32-29. Just a lot to get into. But as I looked at the updated playoff picture on BetMGM, almost every high bet still has Bama, UGA, and then a mix of OU, Oregon, Iowa. Peter, when you kind of look big picture, what do you think about those odds?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was an absolutely crazy week. Even the teams, to your point about Notre Dame, Miami, the teams that squeaked it out, they looked horrible. Ohio State, I think, was severely exposed. I don't know what they're going to be able to do against even a Michigan. I think Michigan's overplaying right now, and they're, mm-hmm. they're probably overperforming a bit. But it seems like some of these teams are going to give them trouble. Penn State, as an example, too. I think Penn State looks really good. Uh, they have an interesting one against Auburn this week, which uh, I do like them. I think it's going to be under. But uh, that defense is no joke. But it really all falls still to kind of those three you mentioned. Uh, Bama still as the clear-cut favorite. They have a really interesting one against UF this weekend. Until they prove otherwise, I mean, you can't. You have to take the points and run with it. I think they're 15 and a half right now. You don't know what Florida is going to do. Uh, they played USF and I think another small Florida school their first two weeks. I think Bama's is just a step above. Um, and then, you know, OU's Rattler looked better. UGA is a, a pretty clear all around good team. So it's going to be an interesting week. I think that, you know, we needed last. wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. UGA is a pretty clear all around good team. They haven't allowed an offensive touchdown in the first two games. They're better than just a good defense. And their backup quarterback looked incredible last weekend. Stetson Bennett, my man.
2: Get him. Get him, Olivia. I, I, do, him. I do like that energy. I can only pander to you so much. Especially since <laughs> I didn't get the invite to Vegas, so I, I can't
0: uh, <laughs> no. as if it's mine to give out <laughs> I know
2: I know no I mean UGA obviously is a premier team and to your point not being able to give up a touchdown through two weeks is pretty damn impressive they are I said this I said this a couple weeks ago I think you know you take Bama UGA as a national championship matchup I think you put yourself in a pretty good spot the odds may not be that great right now but I think two really, really good teams. And, and mm-hmm. for last week, you got, you saw the teams getting exposed, the teams that are just frankly not well rounded. Ohio State, prime example. Mm-hmm. Oregon looked really good. We'll see what, what they kind of look like as they get through some Pac 12 games. You know, for me, I'd bring up Miami, even though this should be a non factor. Miami looked horrible. Uh, I mean, having to squeak out wins like that against Appalachian State, uh, you almost need that weird, crappy week of games just to really understand, okay, who is actually a pretender versus who's a contender.
0: Well, you mentioned two of the three ranked matchups in week three of college football, but the last one I want to ask Giannis about, just because I feel like it's teeing him up too easily. Giannis, on Saturday, number 19, Arizona State, the Sun Devils go to number 23, BYU. What do you like there?
1: Yeah, I like BYU. I'm going with BYU. You know, I just feel it. Um, yeah, they're just yeah, and Joe Smith. I'm going with Joe <laughs> Smith. American Jesus, if you will. So, I I like BYU. You can't you can never go against the American Jesus if you're a patriot. And as far as the points go, I always check with my man Peter because he he has
2: done me right in beating you this week. So Peter, what are the points I should do? Yeah, first off, Greeks traditionally love the Mormons, so that's why he's pandering to the Mormons a (laughs) bit. ASU favored by 3.5, under (laughs) 50.5 points for what it's worth. I'm actually going against Giannis. I like Jaden Daniels in Arizona State, and I also like the under. I I think Jaden Daniels has not shown much from the passing game. Mm -hmm. Ran for 125-plus last week. I think they're going to need that dual threat this week. But, hey, maybe we have our own punishment game here, me and Giannis on this game, so we'll see. Absolutely.
0: Well, speaking of which, let's get to this week's punishment picks in the NFL for week two. Peter, we don't know what games you're going to pick, but I am ready for a comeback. Lay it
2: on us. Punishment picks. Yeah, three, I think, really intriguing games. All uh, successful teams minus one. First one, Niners-Eagles. Niners are three and a half point favorite at the Eagles. So coming to Philly, they're actually staying on the road for what it's worth for those teams west coming to East Coast actually staying in West Virginia so they don't have to deal with the travel. But Niners minus three and a half.
0: Ooh. Can I go? Yeah. Age before beauty. That's what we do here.
2: Age
1: before beauty. I am definitely picking the Eagles in this one. They looked so good. I know they were playing a horrible team last week, but they look so good. Jalen Hurts looks so good. Philadelphia. I'm going to take Philadelphia in this one. And go ahead, Peter. Pick for me. Yeah. Plus three and a half. Got it. Okay. Boom. Plus three and a half Eagles.
0: I also am going to take the points. Eagles, I like them. I thought Jalen Hurts looked so great last week. Three touchdowns. Devontae Smith, the reigning Heisman winner. I like him a lot. And they did. They looked sharp and new head coach. I'm excited about the Eagles.
2: Niners, by the way, that's my team. But losing Raheem Mostert as of today, eight weeks. So that's a big, big loss for the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing, writing that, that one down. Yeah. yeah. Next up, Saints favored by three points against the Panthers. Saints had an obviously really strong week, as we alluded to. But the Panthers look pretty good against the Jets. Sam Darnold looked like a an all-pro quarterback. Uh, who do you guys like? Uh, God, let's do beauty before looks on this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Saints. I was very surprised by what I saw in Jacksonville last weekend. And... You know, what's funny about the Saints, the last team they beat, 38 to three, ended up going on to win the Super Bowl. That was the Buccaneers last year. So I can't be mad at the Saints because maybe they just sprinkled a little good New Orleans juju on us and the Packers are going to go on and win. So I'm going to go with the Saints because maybe I owe them a thank you.
1: Ah, God, I hate to agree with Olivia, but I'm taking the Saints as well. I mean, they look they actually look like the Super Bowl favorite in week one. I mean, they look so good. Jameis looks so good, so I'm taking the Saints. Let's go plus 14.
2: <laughs> Just taking the alternate spread. I love it.
0: Okay. Was that an option? <laughs> that, that is Why an option,
2: not? but uh, I don't uh that's gonna be some heavy money on that one. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what keeps the lights on. This one, so obviously we're we're tied two two here, so we're gonna need each of you to take one side of this. Yeah. Titans plus five and a half, so Seahawks favored by five and a half points, Titans plus five and a half. Titans had a Really, really poor week. I don't think that's indicative of what that team can be. And then on the other side of the wall, you have the Seahawks, who look great. What do you guys Seahawks.
0: Think? Yeah.
1: Okay, so you can, yeah, because I was about to take Seahawks. I mean, uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, it looks great. They look great. He aired it out. What, what was it, 70 yards? But I will, I'll, I'll go against the Seahawks just for the sake of this game. Let's say that. Let's go with the Seahawks. Oh. And you pick the, pick the points for me, Peter.
2: How gracious. Make me some money. I think I think it's a field goal game. I like the Titans to keep it close. They have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth, but like getting, getting absolutely routed by Arizona. So I like them with the points. I think the Seahawks do win, but they keep it close. All right. So three.
1: Well, there you have it. Thank you, Peter, very much. Hopefully, Olivia will have better luck this coming week. I hope not because it was a lot of fun writing up her punishment, which is coming up soon. But guys, don't forget to go to BetMGM on Twitter on Monday to place your bad beat of the week. And we will announce the winning bad beat next week. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcast okie dokie Olivia (laughs) why don't you end this episode with
0: something that you know you just are going to say organically oh okay I'm never losing again this week the Seahawks have to get it done for me okay (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this podcast with the king of Greeks Yanni Pappas and the blonde girl Tune in every Thursday where I'll just be supporting Yanni on his mission to crush women's rights and impose a well-needed patriarchal resurgence on us dames. Because I'm just a girl in the world. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card...